From the Zoomtown Studios in Sunshiny Bend, Oregon, it's Truth in Lending. It's the podcast for mortgage people by mortgage people. And today is March 16th, 2023. We are joined today by Tammy Golden of Arch Mortgage Insurance to bust some mortgage insurance myths for you potato heads. It's episode 28. Can you believe that? Ladies and gentlemen, your favorites, Randy Vance and Miss Katie Poucher. Thanks, Joey. It's actually episode 48. I counted it all the way back to Money Minded. Today's episode 48, wow. but episode 28 of the current edification <laughs> of Truth me. and Lending. Yeah, with Katie. <laughs> 28 episodes. 29 with me because I came on Money Minded once, so. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and uh, today is our season four finale, and we are proud to uh, have Tammy Golden as a guest in our studio today. Tammy, welcome. Woo-hoo. Thanks for having me. <laughs> we are glad to have you. This is the second time we've tried to have you on the last time. I uh, threw out my back the morning of the podcast. <laughs> I could not move for three days. It was awful. You can only picture how awful. bad his golfing is if he <laughs> throws out his back. There's no Just golfing if I throw out my back. So, um, all right, 30 seconds of shameless self-promotion. Tell us who you are and how you got into the business of mortgage insurance. Oh, wow. How did I get in? I took a temp job answering phones for a mortgage insurance or a mortgage company that no longer exists. And I was answering phones and they're like, hey, can you call on this VOE? Can you call on this VOD? You know, and then it, I went to processing and then I did junior underwriting. I did contract underwriting. I went to inside sales. And now here I've been at Arch for seven years. I'm a native Oregonian. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. And yeah, I, I, I really dig my job too. So so Arch Mortgage Insurance, just yes. for everyone else that's listening. Yes. And so did you go to college for mortgage lending like the rest of us? Absolutely. <laughs> yes. You, <laughs> you landed in the business like we exactly, all did. Right? Yes. <laughs> So, um, yeah, actually, I've got a degree in radio broadcasting. Fun Ooh, fact. This is nice. Oh. Right up your alley. I think yeah. we have a new host. We're novices. <laughs> we, yeah. <laughs> That's so, so fun. Yeah. So, so fun fact. So you're here to bust some mortgage insurance myths. So please Correct. educate our listeners with a few examples. So mortgage insurance, just to kind of everybody up to speed protects the investor in the event that the borrower defaults on a loan so if you have a loan and you want to borrow a lot of money that's a lot of risk and Mm -hmm. so we protect the investor or the servicer in the event that the borrower should default to make the servicer whole right and do you do do you ever like actually pay out on those we do you do do so it's not a racket then it's not a racket no 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 it's not so if you just think about the um without mortgage insurance a borrower would have to put down 20 percent right so five hundred thousand dollar loan do the quick math that's what hundred thousand dollars i don't know about you but a lot of people just don't have that just you know laying around and especially especially not First-time homebuyers. I say first-time homebuyers. So with mortgage insurance, it allows you to get in with as little as 3% down. Mm-hmm. So it's not a racket. It's actually the, um, you know, the tool that makes homeownership possible. And there's, there's a lot of different mortgage insurance companies out there. Correct. I too. represent one of six companies nationwide. And each mortgage insurance company has its own appetite for risk and its own approach to pricing. And Arch kind of led the the way in risk-based pricing. Mm -hmm. So for your listeners or those who've been in the industry for a while, um, mortgage insurance used to have kind of these buckets of 
FICO scores. So from like 720 to 740, all of those borrowers, you know, whatever your FICO score was, received the same price. And it was on this grid sheet for your, you know, your score and your loan to value. And everybody got the same price and they were these set prices. Well, then we came in and just kind of went with more of a risk-based pricing approach. So if you think about like the the teenage driver in a sports car versus the senior citizen in a grocery getter, and you're going to provide insurance for those two individuals, those that are more high risk would receive so the 80 year old pre- grocery getter is definitely the high risk absolutely <laughs> well in some a, cases that is true what if you're a so, grocery getter in a really nice sports car then what? well you know that's a risk you know that's how we approach so, the risk-based pricing so those loans that have some of the higher risk attributes maybe lower ficos with a really high ltv have a little bit more expensive mortgage insurance than those with a really low LTV and a really great credit score. Yeah. So what are the factors that you're going to take into consideration yeah. if you can list so, them? No, that's, that's a challenge. Great question. So <laughs> at Arch, we have 17 different factors. I'm not going to list all 17. But oh, come on. Oh, wow. <laughs> 17. This that's actually a, more than I was thinking. That is a Even lot if we more. do a quote, it's like no, 17 guess, fields. I guess 17 okay. fields. <laughs> yeah. So some of them, I mean, loan to value obviously is a big one. Your credit score is another. Um, For Arch, we take into consideration the location. So I cover Oregon, Southwest Washington, Idaho, and Hawaii. A lot of different markets in there. And the same loan in different markets could receive different pricing. But again, each mortgage insurance company has their own approach to it. So our price may not be the same as you're getting from another Mm -hmm. MI company. Keep that in mind. Wow, geography. And, I didn't think and that. And how many borrowers is one thing too, yes. right? And so for, for uh, here at Arch, two borrower loans always price better than one, even though um, they both may not be wage earners. They have the potential to be wage earners. So we give credit to that. Ah, interesting. Yeah. That potential. So, so is age one of those factors? No. <laughs> I mean, you did say the teenager no, versus the 80-year-old. Well, I was just trying to give an example that everybody <laughs> might be able to relate to. But age is not one of them. So um, you've got yeah, your loan amount and your DTI, um, the front-end and back-end ratios. So lots of different... Self-employed was self-employment. recently added. Is that new? Because I know on some quotes, it, that wasn't previously one thing we had to include. Yeah, it's new-ish. Okay. So. Has anything else really significantly changed since you've been? Because you've, how, how many years? Have you already said how many years in mortgage insurance you've done? Seven years. Seven years at Arch and then another MI company before this. So yeah, a while. Oh. Um, oh. <laughs> a long, long enough. How's that? So um, not nothing, nothing that's really changed, but I think the one thing that I'm talking the most about uh, is ArchMI's buy-down program. So when you think about mortgage insurance products, you have the borrower paid monthlies, you have the single premiums where you just pay it all at closing, you can finance that. And right now we have, um, well, we've always had, but right now we're talking the most about the buy-down option. So that allows you to take any amount of borrower, seller, lender, or builder contributions and buy down your monthly mortgage insurance premium. I believe that's called RateStar. RateStar is the pricing engine. Oh, and yes. Aww. But yeah, it's RateStar buy down. Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't sorry, gonna rate say star that. Buy down. Yes. I feel like you've heard a lot about it, Randy. I've talked to you about it endlessly. And I've and I've, and I've used it a few times too when you've got leftover seller credit to Wait, you can you can set an amount? Any amount you want. You have $742. Why did I not know this until now? Yeah. 
don't know. That's why I'm here today to spread the good news. So wow, that's really cool. I wasn't actually aware of that at all. So I think people, I, I knew that you could do a split. As right? I think people might be familiar with the split premiums, and that's mm-hmm. a set amount up front. So maybe it's one or one and a quarter. At Arch, we don't have split premiums. This is our solution to resolving that issue. Huh. And so, you get to set the amount. So I'm going to throw a curveball at you. You okay. asked me if I was going to throw curveballs. This is not on the list of questions okay. on the script. But <laughs> yes. So I I recently read something. I think it was redfinnerrealtor.com that posted something like 60 or 70% of um, households that were purchased within the last 12 months are currently underwater. <laughs> so are you seeing more really? are you seeing more default well because Silence. so many people so many people who bought with you know less than 20% down um, as things were going up on fire you know in middle to late 2022 things have obviously slowed down quite a bit now with the higher interest rates but or I've, offered over right or offered over so are you are you starting to see more claims on mortgage insurance um, I don't know that the claims rate has really increased. Sure, it's increased a bit, but not enough to be significant in that amount, like at that level. Um, while yes, there has been, I think it's market specific. How's right. that? Um, different markets. I cover Boise. <clears throat> excuse me. And I think that there's definitely some pockets of Boise where people overpurchased and a mm-hmm. lot of cash buyers and whatnot. And I recently attended an appraisal class there and um, very enlightening on what's happening in that market. But I think by and large, the appreciation has compensated for some of those factors because the appreciation, while it's definitely slowed down, has not gone backwards. So so how long yeah. am I going to have mortgage insurance on my loan? Ah, great and question. can I get rid of it? Sure. Yeah. Yes. So um, the Homeowners Protection Act gives the borrower, or actually automatically cancels at um, 78%. The borrower can go and lobby to have it removed to 80%. And depending on whether you're going off of the original purchase price or the borrower is going in and getting an, an appraised value for today mm-hmm. and proving that 80% loan to value, they can go to the servicer. It's not up to the mortgage insurance company. They can go to the servicer and have the mortgage insurance removed. So I've heard, and maybe this is a myth, you're here to bust it for me. So I've heard that most servicers won't even entertain it within the first two years. Is that is that a fact or is that just sort of industry standard? Servicer specific. Servicer oh, specific. Yeah. That's interesting that it's a servicer because I, I always understood that as it depended on the MI company. No. You need a minimum of 24 mm-hmm. months payment. But remember, they're protecting the servicer or the investor, yeah, right? That so the sense. servicer may may say, hey, we no, we still want this protection on there. Even if you do do get an appraisal, we want to hold, hold your feet to the fire. Yeah. yeah. The more you know, I guess the better you understand it. Right. So double check. So if you have a client who's going to come into a large sum of money or they're retaining two households and then going to sell one down the road and they're going to take those proceeds and buy, you know, pay down their new primary residence. I get this question asked all the time. I'm like, double check who your service with your servicer before you make this commitment to your mm. client. But automatically if you pay it down to 78%, right? It automatically goes away. Correct. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. And then what is the difference between government backed insurance versus private mortgage insurance? Ah, great question. So, um, government backed insurance, backed insurance. So you think of FHA that is program specific. That'll only be available mortgage insurance for FHA loans. Private mortgage insurance allows you to put the mortgage insurance on a wide variety of loans. So your conventionals, your jumbos, your construction, everything else. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And 
Is it true? Well, except for if you put more than 10% down, government insurance is not going to come fall off, even with USDA, right? Right. It's on for life of loan. Yeah. Correct. No. So with FHA? If you put 10% or more or down. Or more, then it goes away in 11 years. years. That's yeah. right. That's right. right. So there is a little bit of elite leverage yeah. there. Um, random fact, what is your favorite <laughs> movie? Leverage. Uh, all time, probably Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, it's a fantastic one. <laughs> nice. Do, do you know mine? Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. That's right. Do you, do you know my favorite movie? I'm going to guess like... I don't know. Oh, like man. It's a, Raging it's a, Bull. No. <laughs> like, I don't All know. I can think is Bad Santa. Yes. Hey, that, that's my favorite Christmas movie. <laughs> but my all-time favorite movie is Princess Bride. And really? I have to watch it two or three times a year. 100%. Do you cry? I mean, not anymore. I've seen it enough to where like, I know what's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, if you catch me on an, an extra emotional day, I may, <laughs> my eyes may sweat a little. Katie, what's what's your favorite movie? Oh, man. Someone recently asked me this. Most, I am the worst because I will always forget movies the day after I watch them. Okay, Joey, what's your favorite movie? <laughs> it's a tie between Step Brothers and Talladega Nights. Oh, man. Shake and bake. Okay, back to you, Katie. I really like Gr- Gran Torino or any Clint Eastwood movies. Those ones always get me. Any Clint Eastwood movie? Awesome. Awesome. So is there anything else about mortgage insurance that we should know? If you have questions, call me. <laughs> but, uh, well, there's some, there's some shameless self-promotion I have one, for I have you. one yeah. other question. Go ahead. If, if they do start defaulting, if we start to see more, would, would we expect just like insurance, if a lot of accidents are happening or flood or fire happens, would the premiums go up? Or is that going to be factored into the adjustment? And would we expect that change? Great question. So each mortgage insurance company has a, um, you think of like every dollar that we earn in premium, we have to set aside a certain amount for reserves. Every MI company does this. So there is a reserve set in place that we all have to adhere to. And um, and this is this kind of mm-hmm. post-crisis. This has come out of um, all of that and all the claims that were or were not paid by MI companies. And so... Um, I, I don't know that I think there was when risk-based pricing came out, RHMI was the first one and everybody else was still on kind of this rate card, these fixed prices. And then it kind of became a race to the bottom where everybody wanted to have the best rate available. And now with the market the way that it is and a little lot more analytics behind it Mm -hmm. and a lot more actuarians looking at a lot of the data, I think it is really market specific and loan specific and Overall, I think rates have started for the mortgage insurance companies have started to tick up a little bit to cover the potential future losses. So I think we're already starting to see a raise a little bit in different markets for MI. Inflation. I know. That's such BS that you get all the good questions. Every time you ask a question, she's like, great question. I'm just over here serving up patty cakes. My goodness. Well, well, Randy, I have a question for you. So I listened to a recent podcast Uh and you said, I am going to be the FHA king. So I hope that after today, will you consider more conventional (laughs) loans with MI? No, because the LLPAs are ridiculous unless they're under the AMI. The LLPAs are absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. The LLPAs do not apply for the home ready, home possible loans. So keep that in mind. Dust off your uh, oh. your, your classes for first time home she buyers. On the, on the script. 
Yeah, you're skipping ahead. <laughs> oh, I did. I'm sorry. No, that's I'm okay. sorry. Great segue. Yeah, no, let's go into Katie's corner. We'll do we'll do the random room at the end of the show. All right. Well, talking about Home Possible, Home Ready. <laughs> I've mentioned this before in previous podcasts, but um, a few just different topics. The first one, of course, is going to be that that mortgage insurance is going to be reduced. But more than that, too, of course, the LLPAs, too, are not going to apply for that, which anyone under the area median income is going to have that benefit. But Home Possible, Home Ready is also going to have that benefit on private mortgage insurance. Um, secondly, qualifying income can be used or it can be used to get under the 80% uh, area median income. So if you are at 90% of the area median income with bonus, but if you revoke that bonus and just use the base pay, that can get you into that home possible home ready. I think a lot of people forget that because we're used to having to use the whole household income to disqualify, but we can actually adjust that in order to get them to qualify as long as they still qualify with that income. Another one that is unique to Home Possible Home Ready is that you can use border income. So if you're currently living with a tenant um, or a roommate and you or or a partner and you're moving into a new home, as long as you can show that they've been paying you at least one year in payments, 12 months payments, I think it's actually 10 months payments is going to be allowed and you can get a year signed lease wow. for the new home um, and show proof that they've had the same address. So a bill or driver's license, anything that's going to be the same, you can use that projected income from a tenant. Does this apply to hoarders as well? Hoarders. I um, was thinking horses. Boarding horses. <laughs> boarding horses. Yeah. Horse, horse boarders. Yes. Nope. Boarding nope. hoarders. But if it's not home possible, home ready, the only time you can use border income is if it's like a medical patient that's paying you, is my understanding on a that. medical horse. I've got I it. Look. I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> Um, and then things to remember with Home Possible Home Ready, you don't have to be a first-time home buyer. And the, oh, the other one that was new to me, which I feel like I knew before, is that you can put as little as 5% down on a two to four unit property uh, with Home Possible only, not Home Ready. So Freddie Mac, not Fannie Mae. And I think that's a great thing to know, but it's only going to come into play if they can still qualify with the projected rental income too, or or if the house price is enough to be under the area median income and also qualify for a two to four unit house. I hope you guys are all difficult. writing down <laughs> all of so these much. caveats. <laughs> what about the mortgage insurance? You were saying that there's reduced mortgage insurance on those programs. Why and how? Why and how? That's actually a question for Tammy. Yeah. I, and I don't know. Yes. So, um, with those programs, there is a reduced coverage amount. So typically, it'd be 35% mm -hmm. at those higher amounts. And so it gets knocked down to 25%. So it's a lower MI premium, just making more homeownership possible for more buyers. So yeah, that's part of that duty to serve. Yeah. Well, let's not get back into the LLPAs because you guys know <laughs> how absolutely <sighs> strongly I feel about those. Well, uh, the truth in lending mortgage news, unless you've been under a rock for the last week, uh, Silicon Valley Bank, Signature Bank, Credit Suisse, First Republic Bank, and a handful of other banks uh, have been on a real struggle bus lately and causing the markets to go a little bit wonky. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. And two episodes ago, we unanimously voted that the feds would be hiking 50 basis points. Uh, Matt Graham from Mortgage News Daily reported most in financial, sorry, reports that most in the financial markets are certain that Fed still hikes 25 basis points next week. 
However, with the big ups and downs and recent bank failures, the longer term outlook for re- Fed hike rates. Wow, I cannot talk today or rate today. The, the outlook for Fed rate hikes looks like more rate cuts are on the way. So the big question is, do we feel like the Fed has accomplished the pain that it's been set out to with these inflation busting rate hikes or have they gone too far? Oh, I have an answer. <laughs> and then we'll vote on what the next rate hike is. Yes, okay. they have gone too far. And you know, a lot of people are like, oh, this is exactly how they drew it out. They wanted to cause some economic pain. This is economic pain, but I don't think this is what they were expecting. They no. were expecting employment numbers to go down. Right. They were expecting you know recession type things, not expecting the 14th largest bank in America to fail and being the second, uh, yeah. I mean, just in this week, the second, third, and fourth biggest bank failures in American history. I don't think that's what they set out to do. Absolutely and not. yes, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, disclaimer, <laughs> I do think <laughs> yeah, they've we gone too the far. Disclaimer out, make sure do you, you think they way. waited too late? Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. I do. Yeah, things were too good for too long. Yep. Tammy, do you have an opinion on that? My only opinion is, is I bank at one of these banks. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's Ooh. true. That's how it goes. Yeah. So. so you're leaving here and going to the ATM. <laughs> <laughs> do not pass go. Do not collect $500. Go straight to the ATM. Correct. Yeah, well, I think we've been, talking about, works. we've been yeah. talking about this for like the last four, four yeah. episodes. It's just yeah. that we're doing the same things over and over and nothing's happening yet. You just have to stop and wait and see what happens next. It's going to take time to... Well, we're seeing correct. what's happening now. So yeah. what's what's your vote next Wednesday? What do you think they hike it or do they hike it at all? Oh, man. I I want to say that they won't hike. They won't do a rate hike this time. Okay. Just to put everyone's mind at ease. Okay. Joey. I'm with, w- yep, I'm with Katie. Okay. Joey, what say you? 25. I'm with Joey. I say 25. And the reason why is the European Central Bank came out this morning and they basically just said, screw you guys. We're hiking at 50 basis points. Even though everybody's feeling pain, we're going to hike it anyways. So uh, with that, just a couple other uh, newsings here. Retail sales were down 0.4% in February. And yesterday, oil had its worst, worst one day loss in over six months. Actually, it was July was the last time oil had tanked that low the home builder sentiment has risen for the second time in 14 months and now is has increased for the last two months consecutively and uh one little latest news bit for you is fhfa delays the dti llpa to august but also maybe as late as december i think they should just eliminate it altogether i think that's going to be such a headache when we pre-qualify someone at a certain DTI and an underwriter who yeah. has a different opinion of calculating the income says, no, nope, you're at 41%. And now we're charging borrowers based on, I, I really think that, that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac need to come up with a better way of defining that and mm-hmm. defining it. If it is a valid change in the circumstance, as well as how they're uh, calculating income, because or there's just so don't much freedom. Have that one. I know exactly. <laughs> because at this point, we've got we've raked in enough in other ways. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, average rate on this show today. Um, you know, last week we were at seven point zero five percent on a thirty year fixed. We've dropped a full half point to six point five five percent. It'd feel a lot better if we didn't 
increase like the 1% in the week <laughs> before. I know, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah, two steps forward, one step back doesn't feel the same. And the media is always <laughs> going to say, oh, mortgage rates have plummeted. <laughs> yeah. But really, and, and I've gotten the phone calls from folks that are like, hey, I, I heard, heard that mortgage rates got better. better. Can we float down? <laughs> well, when we actually locked you three weeks ago, they were still better than, than they are today. where they floated down to <laughs> today. Yeah. So uh, let's remember those that we've lost. Uh, quite a few on here. Uh, CoStar Group Incorporated cut 62 jobs in San Diego. Uh, Guild Mortgage acquired Cherry Creek Mortgage, so that's a big one. If you haven't heard, Silicon Valley Bank shut the <laughs> shut down by the FDIC. And Signature Bank closed by the New York Department of Financial Services. Uh, Finance of America cut 48 jobs in Roseville, California. I'm surprised they still have jobs to cut. I thought, yeah, they Is did. Is that rude? They did a <laughs> Is big that one rude before. Of me to say that. <laughs> uh, Silvergate Bank, also one of the three banks that have failed, and I, I, I believe uh, on the news ticker there's a fourth one, and I will look that up for next week. Uh, and then City Mortgage is also doing some layoffs. CMG also acquired Homebridge Financial yeah. Services. That was a big one. And remember, wasn't Homebridge Home Point beforehand? Home Street. Home, Home Street. Street. That's right. Yep. Wow. So. A lot of changes. Lots of changes. Well, let's hit the random room. I'd like to... What a random time for this. I'd like to just go ahead and make everyone feel a little emotional. This is our 48th episode. This is our season four finale. And today is our producer, Joey Kennedy's last episode. Joey, it has been <laughs> a heck of a ride. I've got just a couple of little, little stats on here. I haven't done an episode without you. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, we've got a couple of weeks to figure it out, but <laughs> we've got a great ready. we've got a great replacement in Christina. She just yeah, you do. She just needs to smoke two packs of cigarettes a day for the next three weeks. <laughs> Go get it, girl, so she can sound as buttery as Joey. <laughs> you do have a voice like heaven. Uh, four seasons dating back to Money Minded. Of course, for uh, longtime listeners, uh, the podcast originally was Money Minded. Mm -hmm. uh, we had two seasons of that. Now we've had uh, two seasons of Truth and Lending. And Joey, throughout this entire time, you have been such a great friend. Mm. Thanks. Man. You have helped shape the way that this podcast goes. You make us sound so amazing. Your editing skills are second to none. So for those who are listening on our season five, episode one, don't judge me too harshly if I'm the one <laughs> editing because it just might not sound as good and it probably won't. It's going to be great. Do, do you have any final last words? Yeah, thank you. Seriously, this has been amazing. I have learned so much, you know, as a real estate broker and um, I think just as a human and back at you when it comes to the friendship. Um, it's rare and I'm grateful and grateful for my grateful for my little Katie. Grady for your Katie. Grady for my Katie. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we'll have to have you back on as a guest. Oh gosh. <laughs> what would that be like? Oh, Weird. I know, right? Yeah. We would, would never weird. stop laughing. Well, hey, this was fun. Tammy, thank you for coming today. And Thanks for having me. It's you been know, a lot of fun. I appreciate the second chance. I didn't throw my back out today. It's going <laughs> to be a great day. Po very poignant. I'm a little sad. I'm uh, I'm tearing up about the same amount that I, I did the first time I watched Princess Bride. <laughs> I'm a little sad. <laughs> but I'm happy. I'm happy that you're, you're moving on to bigger and better things. Thanks, buddy. And this will not thank be you. the last we see or you. hear of you. Agreed. <laughs> All right, potato heads, that wraps up 
a pretty awesome season four. We look forward to seeing you again in a few weeks when we start season five with all new guests, all new things. I'm sure between now and then, there's going to be a lot of changes. Oh, yeah. See where rates are then. (laughs) 5%. (laughs) Thanks, everyone.